Hello, and welcome to the first official episode of the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Brooke West, and I'm joined by these two amazing co-hosts. Let's see if this works here. <laughs> Bam. Might have gotten beer in my eye. Uh, my name is Rogelio Ralzola, um, and I'm the number two. And last but not least... My name is Nicole Haskins, otherwise known as Nicoco. Nicoco. I know I was writing, I was taking notes and I was like, Roe and Coco. And people are like, going to think these are my imaginary friends or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the video is for. So it's like, oh, she's not just making voices. <laughs> what are you guys drinking tonight? Um, I have, I have uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nicole. Okay. I have a local wine from Nashville and it's called Red Fox. Ooh. A little dry red wine. I like that name. Red Fox. I feel like we're probably all, mm-hmm. we're probably, well, maybe like Rosa. Some- I'm repping my state too. I have this like, yeah. I have a hard cider spritzer from Noble out of Asheville. It's this orange and jasmine tea. It's shockingly delicious. Not super sugary. Shockingly. Very refreshing. I'm very into it. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, – it's called the Social Hour from Santa Fe Brewing. Uh, it's probably my favorite beer here in Albuquerque. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, how lame would it have been if I was like, I'll go to Bud Light? <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, what? Look at us all. You can catch me drinking these all yeah, the time. Yeah, we're all supporting, like, local businesses. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Shout out ABQ. <laughs> Thank you for funding our alcohol during 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a bit of a rough year, uh, I guess the best way to put it. Um, but cheers, cheers, know, cheers, y'all, guys and girls. I miss you all. Cheers, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a while. And anyone, whoever decides to listen to this, cheers to you as well. We mm-hmm. hope that you uh, grab a beer, stay a while, and uh, learn about who we are and why we're starting this. We're so. clearly a very non-traditional health professional bunch and i'm sure that that will unravel as the show and alcohol continues to flow agreed but i think we should start by uh i guess introducing ourselves a little bit so who wants to start ro i nominate you let's talk about your life ro and who you are all right ladies first i guess um so yeah like i said my name is rogelio um Started going by row, I don't know when, uh, whenever people decided to get lazy with my name. Um, it's cool, but um, I'm originally from Chicago. Um, I spent five years in college uh, there because I didn't know what I want to do with my life. And then afterwards headed to Mississippi State where I met you all, which we'll get to. Um, it was uh, easily the worst time of my life. It was pretty chill. <laughs> Shout out um, MSU. Anyone. Yeah, shout, shout out Mississippi uh, and Mississippi State University. Um, uh, but while I was there, I was the graduate assistant of fitness. So I was in charge of the personal trainers um, and kind of the fitness staff, but then was also the strength and conditioning coach for the cheer and palm teams, um, which was awesome. Probably the only part of my job that I actually enjoyed. And then now I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, getting my PhD in health, exercise, and sports sciences, um, and more specifically just in exercise science. Um, yeah, uh, Nicole and I are co-owners of a business called ROI Health Nutrition and Performance. So i um, been growing that while I've been 
you know, kill myself in school. Uh, it's been a good time. But then now I also do sports performance testing for um, some amateur and professional athletes. So kind of all over the place. And, you do so um, much. Enjoying, enjoying the ride. <laughs> I do yeah, enough like, to keep me up at night. Us all up. No. <laughs> I have a question that I don't think I've ever asked no, you. When you were an undergrad, did you do the same thing you did at Mississippi State? Like, did you work with fitness and personal trainers on campus? What'd you do there? Yeah. Uh, so it all, it started with um, outdoor recreation. Uh, I was like part of um, a group that would lead wilderness uh, expeditions, I guess. Um, and then things like high ropes courses. So a lot of like team building through environments and stuff. Um, and I met my future boss there who was uh, April. Um, and she was like, I like you. I see you in the gym all the time. Like, if would you work for me if I paid for your PT cert? And I was like, well, hell yeah. Like, why am I going to say no? Um, and that's kind of what got me started. It was just <laughs> her reaching out and being like, wow, you look strong. I wasn't. <laughs> um, but it was, but yeah, that, that's pretty much how it started. So it's been, it's been a good ride. It's treating that's me pretty awesome. Well, so. Yeah. Coco. Nicole, you're up. Cool. Um, well, I'm not as educated or motivated as well <laughs> um i'm not but, it's a ruse uh, <laughs> me and brooke really have similar experiences i guess and i started out at middle tennessee state university <clears throat> getting my nutrition and food science bachelor degree and from there went to mississippi um to join in on the fun with roe and hating his life <laughs> Um, where me and Brooke, that's where we met and did our dietetic internship together. And then also, um, decided to stay and get our master's in health promotion, which has been, I think a good addition to the nutrition aspect that we, we love so much. But, um, uh, like Rose said, I do ROI with him and have that on the side, but, also work, have worked for a startup company the past three years, doing a lot of um, work site wellness and nutrition and those things. But I am a non-diet weight inclusive dietitian where um, I like to focus more on like health, positive health behaviors than weight loss or um, other like qualitative measures such as like counting calories or whatnot. So I go a little bit more of a non-traditional route in that aspect, but that about sums it up for me. We're both very non-traditional dietitians, and I we had so much fun during our dietetic internship. Um, <laughs> a lot of drinking wine. There was a lot of wine. Was. There was a lot of Papa John's. It really soothed <laughs> oh, the yeah, soul. I feel like I can't even eat Papa John's anymore because I, it's like we wore it out, and all I can think of is being poor and miserable in Mississippi. <laughs> Grad school life took a toll on our health and our wallets for that matter. Uh, it's still taking a toll oh, for yeah. me. So that's great. That's great. You guys got out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm good on this whole education stick thing. out the trauma. <laughs> yeah. It's You'll pay like for that, it in therapy sure. later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Wait till you get those, those monies coming your way. It's just going to go straight to a therapist. Lord have mercy. Great. 
Um, I guess I got to do my intro. I didn't even think about what I'm going to say. So I, Lord have mercy. I did my undergraduate at Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. Uh, Absolutely love that school (laughs) and the connections I made there. And I did my dietetics program. And I also worked as a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor just purely because I enjoyed it. And then I wanted to really kind of foster that marriage between exercise and nutrition. And I started working for VT Athletics as a sports nutrition intern and ended up supervising the food service facility. And that was like kind of when I knew that the performance realm of dietetics and weight management and how to maximize performance and output as an athlete was the road I wanted to go down. So I love it. I continued on my education at Mississippi State where I met you two lovely people. And we did our dietetic internship year. Did I what? It's not like you said these two ugly people. I said lovely. I said, (laughs) let me me clarify. Lovely. And um, Rose insecurities are coming out. (laughs) I just snorted in the mic. It's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) What did we do at Mississippi State? We, We definitely, we worked really hard, but we played really hard. And we met some really awesome people. I feel like I love to make fun of mm-hmm. Mississippi uh, as a place, but I, I do think we met some like really awesome people. So that was a good That's experience. Fair. And I left with a, a master That's of science. Fair. So, you know, we, we did some stuff. <laughs> and then I went on to um, an even more traditional route and I spent the last three years working in startup fitness space, working on a smartphone app to bring nutrition solutions via smartphone apps. Um, It was a really awesome opportunity, but I think I realized that what I love about nutrition is the people and the interaction, and I didn't want to be stuck behind a computer screen. And I truly think that the most impact I can make is helping individuals. So that's when I decided to make the transition, and I am now a virtual nutrition coach, and I have my own online practice called West Nutrition Co., there it is. I was like, what's the name? Yeah, West Nutrition Co. Also, this makes me realize that y'all had way better work experiences in undergrad than I did. Y'all worked <laughs> at like your university, like fitness world, and I worked at a psychiatric hospital. But the stories so, you got, <laughs> the stories. True. Yeah, it, you know, I, I also think that it's it speaks to your uh, ability to empathize and sympathize because uh, you're the only person out of the three of us that you're like, I feel for that. And I'm like, whatever. It doesn't. Matter. And Rose just like, let's tell a joke. Yeah. Humor as a coping mechanism. Never, ne- Ooh, bro. Never, yeah, exactly. There's never a bad time to not tell mm-hmm. a joke. Um, yeah. Oh I know we, we've talked about how I, I think Brooke brings up a really good point that we, we do spend a lot of, a lot of time Um shitting on Mississippi uh, and Mississippi State, but it did it did bring us together. Um, and I think it was once we started like hanging out and uh, putting our initial thoughts and biases of each other aside, um, then it was and then it was a good time. Uh, but I mean, I, I remember because I, I hated it so much and I have a thing against health promotion, I guess. And I just remember looking at YouTube and being like, what are you what are you doing? What are we- <laughs> Why am I wasting my time here? Um, and my boss, Jason Townsend, just being like, I don't know. You just got to be here. 
Like, well, cool. I hate When this. was the first time we actually met you? Because I, I mean, it had to be through. It was the assessment. It was when we were doing the, like, when we were doing like the bio assessment of everyone who had signed up to. Oh, do, Ro was like, doing the, the in-body. Yes. Ro was and he was like in-body. telling everyone they were fat. <laughs> No, he's like, no, no, oh, no, no, you no. see this, you I, see this body percentage I, right here. I, I will say, you know, it was it was really hard because I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, telling a fifty five year old woman who is fifty two percent body fat, like, what are you supposed to say? I was like, okay, well, um, uh, at least we have a and starting point. I remember point. Brooke like, looking at crying. me being like. <laughs> And I was just like, all right, this is beyond my pay grade. I don't know how to deal with people. Oh, so. my I'm gonna, goodness. I'm going to hand you off. Please move on to the next station. Yeah, and then uh, Brooke wanted to do it. And I was like, "Um, do you see the guy who's constructing it? He is going to rip us apart. I did. You're right. Yeah. Certainly didn't get on that thing while like, you were there. I was McJudgy. like, go, go on, Brooke. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> It was. It wasn't even judgy. I just was. I had never seen that in my life, and I was like, I don't. I don't have the capacity to deal with this, um, and I still don't. But I. I. I still think that the first time we met must have been at some meeting. Um, maybe it was like the planning of that, the whole thing. Um, Probably. But I don't know. I just remember us looking at each other and being like, "I fucking." How did you. we end up here? I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, pr- pretty much. I was just much. like, that is not, we will never be friends. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be honest, same. I was like, just get me out of here. I don't want anything to do with you guys. <laughs> what did you think? Like, uh, we just, like, weren't tough enough or something? Like, that we had chosen, uh, like, know. some easy road? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I was like, oh, what? nutrition so simple. <laughs> no, I didn't, I, it wasn't that. Uh, I think it was mostly that I just, I just hated my graduate assistantship so much anyone involved with it i was like you're part of the problem i dislike you um but you know it's just my inability to deal with change it was, <laughs> is what it was so yeah that graduate did assistantship was hard why yeah like, did you ever tell us why you ended up applying at mississippi like what what took you there Ro? yeah i mean it was that um uh Every other place was that it was the GA of fitness and I would be in charge of the personal trainers, group fitness class, whatever. Um, and I and I had a couple like uh, I think our GA paid for like 71 percent of mm-hmm. tuition um, and I was lied to. Uh, I, I was told it was like, oh, it's going to be it'll be like pretty much 100. And then it was 71. Um, <laughs> but I also was like a wayward youth. So I was like, sure, like what's what's three thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars? But th- the main reason I went down there was because uh, I had the chance to be the head strength coach uh, for the cheer and palm team. Yeah. So um, I was I, at that point, I was really looking into going to collegiate athletics and I was like, well, if I can run my own thing, like right off the bat and see how that goes, um, it's going to be great. And it was, it was good. Um, I think it was just, you learn really quick about like the red tape and funding and sharing space and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, cheerleaders are amazing athletes. Dancers are amazing athletes. But when you look at the money that they might bring in compared to the baseballs and the footballs and any big sec sport um they they get the shaft and i think that was like super hard on them um super hard on on me too because it's like hard to 
be like, hey, guys, like you guys are athletes. Let's train you like them. And they're like, nah, they don't think so. So <laughs> why, why should we think so? Um, but yeah, I mean, anyone who can get <laughs> wasted and still do like backhand springs and tucks, <laughs> like, you're, you're an athlete in my book. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Uh, I'd be like Tuesday night. I'm like, we have practice tomorrow morning. Like, what are you doing out? Like, I don't know. See you later, coach. I'm like, all right, I need to go sit in my little apartment by myself. That's collegiate um, athletics, though. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, the only crazy. way you can get away with this is because you're so young. Come talk to me when you hit like 27. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's this no beer way you're I'm doing any more back handspring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was great. I, I love that. Like you said, we have like some relationships that really lasted. Um, and I've I've gone to visit you, Brooke, in North Carolina. I haven't visit visited Nicole sure yet, but okay. Well, no one's coming to New Mexico, so <laughs> that's a long uh, way. We are okay. going to come to New Mexico. It, it, it is super long. Yeah, it. Uh, and you don't have air conditioning. Yeah, also fair. So <laughs> it's uh, that's fair <laughs> for sure. Nicole uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I yeah. go in, ahead. in North Carolina, as much as I am in Nashville, I feel like. Yeah, we do a pretty good job going back no. and forth. But yeah. so Nicole and I did health promotion at Mississippi State. I used to think, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I used to think I wanted to work in academia, like doing that forever. I really did. I thought I was going to be like this awesome college dietitian and I could work with athletes and I could like have campus initiatives. And I was there working in uh, just a GA capacity, really. I had a lot of responsibility working with the grant, but I was like, this is not for me. Talk about politics and red Mm -hmm. tape and jumping through hoops. And I'm just like, I just want to be able to help people. Why do I have to play this game? And I feel like it slows you down as far as being able to make impact. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even even in the the campus rec space, because that's what I thought. I was like, I'll be in campus rec and I want to bring like health and gyms to a population that like really needs it, you know, collegiate or college kids who are super stressed, like are making ultra unhealthy choices, like just go to the gym, you know, be healthier. Um, And then same thing, like they don't get paid enough. Um, You know, all the money that should go into providing health and things for students is not, uh, it's always going to the sports and, you know, the the big, bigger schools or parts of the school that are going to make money. Um, so it's really hard to like plan things and be like, oh yeah, don't worry. That's coming 10 years from now. And I'm like, nope, don't want to do this. It's like a fourth of my Uh, career. I got stuff to do. I got a schedule. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, I mean, props to those people. Um, and I had a lot of good mentors and bosses, but it's just, it's not for me like at all. Yeah. I think, well, I feel like all of us kind of went down this similar path where we decided that we're weird and have a different idea of what a career should look like. And so that's kind of how we all ended up in some capacity doing our own thing and paving our own way. So I'm proud of us. Go us. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks mom. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to mom and dad. <laughs> uh, so kind of segueing into that, like if you had to explain what the purpose of this podcast was or like why it is that you wanted to start it up like tell me why 
I think the, for me, I love the idea of having conversations about all kinds of different health things. Obviously my area of expertise is nutrition, but with that health promotion background, I love everything from mental and emotional wellness, sexual health, you name it. And so I wanted us to have this really fun space where we can have conversations, have a cocktail or a beer and open that up to hopefully like sharing things and, and knowledge and our experiences in a really fun way. For sure. What about you, Nicole? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, especially as we've all kind of like dive into the world of social media and we came up with this name of health unfiltered. And I think, you know, we really do see so many things through a filtered lens and, it really can give individuals the wrong impression or like the wrong information on what health looks like. And I think that just giving like having this space to really like talk about all the ways that like health looks different on everybody. And, you know, we each prioritize health, like aspects of health in different ways. Like, for example, I get eight to nine hours of sleep every night. I'm so jealous. You do not. Unbelievable. <laughs> and I mean, there's so many other things that go into um, your health as an individual than just nutrition and exercise. And we're here to dive into it all. And we're kind of here to present like the not so pretty and the pretty. And, you know, it's just, it's not going to be filtered. It's not going to be this quick fix, easy, pretty looking thing that you see on the internet, you know, we're going to dive into the hard stuff, but it's going to be a good time while we do it. Hell yeah. 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 I'm, I, I think for, for me, it's like, <clears throat> especially kind of going to that social media thing, like you both have m- masters in, in the science, right? Health promotion. You've gone through the grueling process of becoming registered dietitians. Um, me like going through, what it means to be like a scientist and and in the in the context of exercise so it's like you know people always say like oh well what's the best way to do a what's the best way to do b and it's like there's so much gray area um and i remember when i was in north carolina brooke and i were talking about how people with like a lot of influence tend to have that influence because they just pick one thing and they're like this is it like i have an answer this is the answer um and that's that's not how it works but you know people that are desperate or want something to cling to will be like i would rather go with someone who has the quote-unquote answer as opposed to someone who's like i don't know kind of depends let's talk through all the things that you know pertain to your life as far as like stress sleep nutrition activity and they're like that's too much like just tell me tell me what i want to hear um and then kind of kind of going deeper is that like i think we know a lot of cool people um who do a lot of really cool things um people in the professional sports area uh scientists looking at like neural stuff dance therapy like nutrition stuff and like giving them a platform to talk about you know, why their stuff is so cool. Um, not only gives us like a chance to learn and a chance to talk to them, but also like anyone can, can listen in and be like, Oh yeah. Like I heard from them that this person is doing this and this is really cool. This is how I can bring it towards my life. So, um, I love that you brought up the, it depends thing. 
Oh, I mean, that's like our whole field, right? Like it's people hate it, but it's, it's how it you is. can tell the difference between someone who's taken the time to get a formal education and someone who did a weekend certification, in my opinion, because when you ask a question, sure. there's so many different variables to health. It's just so multifaceted that I think that's the key component is you have to understand it's so individualized and there's so many different moving parts and what's the answer for you today might not be the answer for you tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Anyway, uh, we hope that like whoever listens in at least gets something every episode other than like these three are fools, but uh, like, <laughs> Hey, I learned <laughs> that, you know, the way that women utilize glycogen is different than males, right? How does this affect my training? Um, you know, things like your menstrual cycle is going to affect things. So you can't just like be like, oh, the big dude told me to do this. And we're like, yeah, maybe. But um, it's kind of kind of hard being this ugly um, and this <laughs> averagely fit and and fight against the the six four like greek god people that are like oh I just do like 10 sets of 80 curls and they're like all right i'm gonna listen to that guy that's six <laughs> that's six pack degree <laughs> yeah yes the six pack degree. i've never heard that that's awesome <laughs> that's a degree that i uh, probably won't ever have so it's cool no even when i was a hardcore competitive swimmer i never had abs or anything like that it's just not what my body wants. My body wants mac and cheese. Oh yeah, Jeff, don't uh, look absolutely. this way for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that's that's something we can definitely like. We will dive into uh, at a different time. But like, if you're an athlete, right? Like, your job is not to look a certain way; it's to perform a certain way. And I, I love what Sports Illustrated did. Um, I think like two three years ago, where they had like the the female shot putter um, who is like, you know, uh, the antithesis of like the beautiful model or whatever, but it's like this woman generates insane amounts of power and is an athlete. Like her job is to do that. So she has to look like that or doesn't care enough to be like, Oh, I should be like a skinny model, whatever. Um, someone like Serena Williams has like monstrous legs. Who can just like create so much power, and yeah, people are. There's always going to be someone. It's like, oh, that's a man. Like she looks like a man. Like, yeah, she could also beat you at anything that you decide to do in any physical capacity. So I think you're just. A little I think jealous. she's beautiful. Me too. Oh yeah, I, she's great. But truly, I think in athletics, this phrase works, and in life, I don't care what you look like. I'm impressed by what you can do. And that's that's in the realm of sport and athletic performance, but also in the real world. Like I care more about like yeah, who yeah, you yeah. are and what you can do mm -hmm. and what you're capable of more than what you look like. And I think we're definitely gonna have a lot mm -hmm. of podcasts on that because I think in nutrition, we're starting to see this huge shift in this old way of thinking about BMI and these inaccurate health indicators. And we're overlooking the fact that making healthy habit changes are really what's going to matter with your health outcomes, not necessarily something like a BMI, which is really just a ratio, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and a ratio that I found out my first year of my PhD program that <clears throat> is based on a like 70 kilogram white male, mm -hmm. like that's your standard. 
everything we've ever done has been set on that guy. Like health or anything around it. Kind of like that's our average for that population. That's what we're going to use. And then think about how many white guys you know, but then also that are like seventy kilograms. Like I can name off a handful, but like that's just not what the average size or the average population is anymore it's so, so outdated a lot of things have to change yeah absolutely. i hope research um, starts trending that way where we understand that because even a lot of sports nutrition is about men it's not really about women and and then there's a lot of differences a lot obviously with hormone differences that need to be taken into consideration so i hope that we start to see changes surrounding that because there's a lot of different people besides 70 kilogram white male <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. not a single 70 kilogram white male on this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then even, even going off of that, like the more we, the more we learn, the more it's like every variable that we learn about is now like a twofold variable because it's like, well, how does this relate to women? And then if you want to go deeper, it becomes even more because it's like, you know, how is it for uh, black people? How is it for Hispanics? How is it for Latinos? How, like all these different things that, you know, we're not really sure there are differences uh, and there might not be any, but like you don't know until that stuff is right. studied. So it's worth um, researching yeah. and figuring it out for sure. for sure. I think when I was, well, when I was at Virginia Tech, uh, I rarely worked with football because Beamer had a thing about not wanting men to be distracted by women. <laughs> Which makes a whole lot of sense. Let me tell you. I, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time. Yeah. I spent a lot of time around male athletes. Can confirm he was probably right. Uh, and they're like a woman. Yeah, they've been in like summer summer training stupid, camp. A lot of stupid things for women oh, before. So I can agree. But the health markers we were taught about how to assess people, even in dietetics today, you're taught how to do ideal body weight and looking at BMI and adjusted body weight. These things just go right out the window with athletes because the body composition is yeah. so different because there's so much lean mass. So that's why I was also kind of fascinated by the idea of athletes. They're all different shapes and sizes and with their sports and whatever their specialty is. And I just love the idea of kind of like celebrating that and appreciating that. And I totally agree with the idea that you should focus on the performance first and the aesthetics or the things will, other things will follow. That's, that's truly kind of like my nutrition philosophy. For sure. And and I love that like Nicole's is like, I don't want to say the exact opposite, but it like, it's just different, you know, like it, Nicole, please talk about that. Like how it, it's different than, than Brooks. Um, just like with like the non-diet weight inclusive approach, I guess yeah. like for me, I die, I dive more so into like the emotional and the psychological relationship that we have with food in our bodies. And, um, you know, that's just like a really important piece that, I mean, I know as me, just like as an individual growing up, um, I didn't have that connection. I didn't have that connection of, you know, how am I actually supposed to feel and how am I supposed to like process what I'm feeling? It was just like, you're supposed to do X amount of cardio every single day, or you're supposed to eat X amount of calories every single day. And like, that's just what you're supposed to do. Like there was no connection to like mind and body and 
our emotions and that's such a huge component of who we are. So why would that not also be included in what makes us the healthiest and the happiest? So for sure. And 110%. Nicole and I are both very anti-diet culture and I hate Mm -hmm. fad diets, hate fad diets, but still what I do as a nutrition professional is still very different from Nicole and the way that I do utilize macro tracking for clients and Nicole actually takes a more intuitive eating approach, which is awesome. I, I don't agree with macro tracking all the time. I use it as a tool with clients so that they can reach their goals, learn to get to their new maintenance level, and then maintain that maintenance level without having to meticulously track or weigh, and it becomes a lifestyle. So I just sometimes use macro tracking as a tool to get a client there, uh, depending on what their goals are and what's appropriate for them. But it's still very different from the intuitive eating side of things, which we definitely have to get some intuitive eating dietitians on here. I wish I I knew more about it Mm because I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, I think another thing with like the intuitive eating aspect of nutrition is um, a lot of the times when people come looking for professional help, they're really hoping that we have this magical instant answer (laughs) for them. And especially with intuitive eating and getting back to your intuition and like fighting against all of the craft that diet culture throws your way, it takes a long time and yeah. it's not easy. And so it's really like going through the mud and I, a lot of, I mean, it definitely like, I mean, you'll kind of like, if you do dive into it, you kind of like want to give up a lot. And some people do because I mean, it just, it feels so unnatural because we've been told something so opposite our whole lives. So it really is a process. I saw someone talking about our professions and like, it's like you go to a dentist, you pay for therapy, you do this, but you think you can Google the answer to nutrition and fitness. (laughs) And I hope that we start to see a shift in that and recognizing that there are trained, educated professionals who want us to stop falling for the 30-day detoxes, 60 days to a perkier butt, and commit to (laughs) making like lifestyle changes they actually enjoy because who freaking likes a detox? No one. Uh, also, I'm team uh, small butt, as in I have uh, small butt. So if there if there is a sixty day sixty days to a perkier butt, I'm I'll run that program. My mom sure. used to I'll have like I mean, buns of steel VHSs that I remember doing as a child with her. Seriously, yes. Jane Fonda's, yeah, or not? Yeah, you got to find a nineties tape. That's what's going to get you that bun. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'll put my tutu on as well. Um, yeah, I, I think. One of when when Nicole and I first started, we had we had two clients. Uh, my mom, so again, always shout out to my mom, uh, and yes. this client named Allison. Uh, and they were two totally different people. So um, you know, Nicole made different uh, eating plans for them. They had different exercise programs, but it was like, you know, my mom was in a position where she was like, "I'm, I want to get healthy. Like I've waited my whole life, and I always made excuses, but like now's the time." And uh, Allison was all was someone who was like very shifty, who I think was probably in the like in the step of thinking about it and probably just jumped the gun too fast. Um, but but it was like 
I remember when I, when I think about myself as like a scientist and someone who it, sometimes it's like difficult for me to put the person in with like the, the metrics. I was like, oh, you just, it's easier for me to know what your average weight is if you weigh yourself every day. And she was like, I'm not going to do that because she had a horrible relationship with the scale. And I was like, you know, we were new to this and I was like, oh, you should probably just do it. It's not a big deal. Um, and she was like, what if I buy like a Fitbit watch that connects to this Fitbit scale so it can just send you the data? Like she had enough funds to do all that stuff. And I was like, if you want to, but I think it's just easier for you to step on the scale. Um, whereas my mom was like, sure, I'll do it. Like whatever. Um, and, you know, I think part of the reason that, uh, I mean, not part of the reason we did move away from that is because like, unless you're an athlete who like, needs to cut mm -hmm. weight so like some of our fighters you don't really need to know what the scale is on a on a week to week average especially if you are doing the intuitive eating um or using the macro tracking because it's like hey eventually you'll find your normal that's cool like for me every morning i wake up i weigh myself but like i don't have to do it i just choose to because i'm like oh that's what i am today i can't believe you um, do that and it's that's yeah every, every I morning i tell you the last up, time i got on a scale no, yeah, I don't which even is own like a scale. So great. Yeah, it's like weird for me to be like, people don't own scales. Uh, <laughs> but also, for me, it's like, it doesn't matter what, like, my, none of my personality or how I feel as a person is tied to mm -hmm. the number on the scale. So it's just data yeah, you've for me. I'm like, oh, I'm with it. Yeah. 202 you have before. That, that scientific yeah. mind. Yeah, it's called psychosis. Um, but oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, so like for me, it makes sense, right? But for that 60 year old woman who's like, oh, I haven't weighed myself in 30 years because this always scared me, it makes no sense for me to be like, oh, just step on it every day now. Um, Do it. So yeah, I mean, I think working, first of all, with YouTube, but especially with like Nicole has been so great because it's like, they're people too and i'm like oh yeah that's they're not right. just data numbers yeah yeah he's like my uh, my lab rat <laughs> lab rat yeah, one uh, well, yeah what's well, so, lab so rat two. Get over here. let's go because <laughs> you can talk to an athlete and say i need you to do abc and yeah. i'm i've mostly dealt with athletes and they're like cool i'll do it um but yeah there's been a lot of growth that's happened in the past four years for sure especially dealing with like gen pop and they're like yeah i just i'm not ready to do that i'm like perfect we don't even have to think about it anymore um and that generally leads to people being more successful anyway um and then they're like oh i'm i feel good i look good i haven't even weighed myself in six months and it's like perfect that's that's it that's all i need you to do just keep doing that for the rest of your life then keep exercising well i know a lot of dietitians um, that don't even use the scale they use other biomarkers yeah, you made a and stuff which that, is like right? what you made a post about that recently oh no or a uh, a story maybe it was somebody asking like can they only use this oh yeah sorry yeah, to cut you they, off Go ahead. yeah you're right and I, and i say no because some people do have that unhealthy relationship with a scale so it's not the best for, for sure. every client and the answer to that is like definitely don't use it but a lot of people uh, nicole would know better than i as far as like intuitive eating but you're tracking on a scale other biomarkers like stress, sleep, mood, sex drive, all these other things that give you feedback. For me personally, I track um, like pain and inflammation, GI stuff, because I've had a lot of gut health issues that I've worked through the last couple of years. 
So it helps me to track those things personally. And I don't use the scale. Um, and I, I really think yeah. that mm-hmm. there's something to be said for thinking of nutrition outside of this box that we were taught in dietetics where the numbers and the science, they sure, sure they do matter, but it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Nicole looks uh, like she's getting wine happy over there. I can see it in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> either either wine happy or she's like, it's seven o'clock, so it's, it's bedtime. It's going to be uh, my bedtime. Listen, y'all need to start getting your sleep. I'm trying to work not, on not that. Necessary. Let me tell you. Not necessary. <laughs> Rose is going to be like, I'm just going to get Botox. It's cool. I w- no, I don't care about how I look. As long as I can like keep <laughs> lifting, I'm chilling. Uh, He's going to be like 30 that. and look like a 70-year-old lifting. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm 27 and I look like I'm 54. So, yeah, it's coming. Uh, you already broke yourself. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I'm, You need I'm, to calm down. I'm half robot. It's fine. I'm good now. It's chill. Um, what I was going to say was back to the sleeping thing is like, yes, <laughs> COVID was a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing currently going on. But man, I have not slept this much in like 10 years. And it's awesome. Like people mm-hmm. definitely do need to sleep more because I was doing this whole go to sleep at 1am, wake up at 4am, go lift at 430 and How? just rip through my day. Oh, because you don't you don't know any different, right? It's just How something I've been doing for able years. To do that, oh my gosh. Uh, well, it wasn't, which is why it kept like breaking down so much. Uh, cool. But cool. now I'm like, oh, I want to take a nap. It's six p.m. <laughs> sure, <laughs> let me go ahead and do that. Are you a hundred percent virtual now yeah. with your PhD stuff? Uh, right now, yeah. Um, so like at all the classes that I teach are virtual. Um, I mean, stuff in New Mexico is pretty. Um, I guess strict is the best way to put it. Uh, definitely someone or a governor, someone who like follows um, recommendations pretty strongly. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have a lot of uh, native population here, and as a as a community, like they they can't handle just being you know, that the healthcare services and stuff and um, generally like low socioeconomic and unhealthy. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why, which I'm all for. Like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, you know, you can ask anyone what their opinions are and everyone's going to have a different answer. But um, yeah, so we're uh, all virtual. Work is all virtual. Uh, the sports testing and stuff is in person. So I do get to leave my house. Uh, I do get to talk with people, which is fun. Um, but the more I do this, the more I'm like, man, I could just be virtual forever. This is so great. Like <laughs> I just like chill in my house. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now Tennessee's pretty open, right? Like, yeah, I think Nashville is probably the, the strictest of all the cities in Tennessee, but, um, we're doing like a phased reopen and, everything is still like open at, you know, either 50% capacity or less. Um, but I mean, I'm definitely still more virtual than I am like in person, but I do get to keep my sanity by being able to go to the gym and, um, just get out for a little bit, but you gotta, you of course have to wear your mask, wear your mask people. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like I've definitely gotten 
used to the way things are, but I think it's just gonna be so weird when everything like when everyone's just like allowed to be around each other without a mask on. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We're the same way. We're kind of like Nashville, I guess. Our gyms just reopened maybe two weeks ago. Um, Yeah, we were like we were. North Carolina was really strict, especially Durham. But I'm really happy to be back doing yoga. But that's the only thing that I've been doing. I haven't been back to the rock climbing gym. And I do really miss that. Oh, yeah. I do miss that, but I haven't haven't gone back there. I've just been doing yoga, which has been great. Well, you also have some equipment at your house, and you do, like, some sort of training or something? I don't know. This, like, trainer guy. I guess his his name is Robo. Who does does your program? That's weird. yeah, I definitely the uh, it's so funny when stuff started and people are like, yeah, it's going to be two weeks. I was like, there's no way, there's no way it's going to be two weeks. <laughs> when you and, bought uh, that barbell, I was like, you're dumb. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like I looked at Casey, uh, my girlfriend, by the way. Uh, what and I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. Like we're just going to have to keep going to a park and doing like pull ups <laughs> on this shitty bar. Like what? Well, I can't. Like I. My hands have touched like metal for like every day for the past like eight years. I don't understand this. Um, and she was like, well, like maybe we can start to, uh, you know, invest in a home gym. And I was like, we or like sugar mama <laughs> you because uh, I'm a broke PhD student. So, and she's like, we'll sugar go half. And I was you. like, swag, let's do it. And we lucked out. We got like one of the last racks that like Titan made for like a long time. My buddy was buying new bumper plates. So he sold me his old ones for like 50 cents a pound. Like we got a steal. Yeah. And now I'm like, I may never, I may never go to another. To I mean, you have a legit setup. I love, like, yeah. You yeah. Do. It's great. Like we got, we got everything. I stole one of my clients dumbbells. Like, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It takes one yeah. dumbbell home. <laughs> no. Well, they're like they're like the uh I think they're both likes, but they're like the ones where you can go from ten pounds okay. all the way up to wow. ninety. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh yeah, I don't think I'll ever really need any other ones. So um shout out to Nolan. You're never getting them uh, back. But um Our home yeah. gym is coming along, uh, but like you have a garage, which I think is the key because the floors, like yeah. I think one yeah. time, well, you programmed slam balls and I would go outside, slam but the balls, mosquitoes, yeah. <laughs> it was too much, these North Carolina mosquitoes. So I'm like, I can't do slam balls in the house. I'm going to like freaking break a window. Put a hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it's so funny because I used to always be like, let's move back to Chicago and live in like a penthouse, no. like. I want mm-hmm. to live on the skyline. And after after having a garage with weights, I'm like, man, fuck that. <laughs> like, I, I don't ever want to do that again. Like, I just want to do somewhere that has space where I can just lift for the rest of my life. Like, that's ideal. I know. I love it. Honestly, sure. serious, on a, seriously, a serious note, I really am appreciative of that I started working with you for training because I didn't know what to do. Like it's kind of hard when you're piecing together this home equipment and I wanted a cohesive training program to work towards some type of goal and not feel like I'm just like, uh, what do I do with this thing? Okay. I guess I'll do four sets of it. I don't know. So I've, I've really, really, really loved it. And, um, we're slowly building our little home gym area, but we've outgrown this house. We need, we need a, we need a nice garage (laughs) with a floor. Poor Brian, his 
what was supposed to be his art studio slash a guest bedroom is now guest bedroom, art studio, now gym. gym. <laughs> There's freaking gymnastic rings hanging from the ceiling. It's just, it's been a lot. Oh my God. Yeah, only a matter of time until you're like, let's just build a rack in here. And then, hey, believe boom. me, he's, he's tried. We do have a bench coming. I'm excited about that. Yes. I know, I know Nicole has like her little pink dumbbells. She has a little think. workout corner uh, in her studio. No, she, yeah. she does. Her zen, her zen. But you do a lot of uh, hot, hot box, Nashville hot, hot box, what is baby. It? I love that place. It's hot box. It's um, if you're in Nashville and you are looking for a gym space, you got to go to hot box. Um, it's the best. They're the best. Um, but they do like. Edit that out. <laughs> It was so no, fun. We need, we need, we need sponsorships easy. before we start. <laughs> Listen, we're all in this together. Um, they do um, strength classes and they do um, hot kickboxing classes. So you can really kind of do the best of both worlds where they're going to really focus on, um, you know, your performance and your form and all that stuff to get you nice and strong. But then you also have like a great outlet to get your cardio and aggression out with the kickboxing classes. So I really, I think they really complement each other really well. And, um, the instructors there like really do care about, you know, that you're doing it right. Like, um, quality over quantity. So they were awesome. Um, I really, I didn't I know really what I was that. doing when I went with you, Nicole. I, I clearly was clueless, but they were so nice and made <laughs> mm-hmm. me feel like I pretended like I know what I was doing. I want to, I want to go back. <laughs> I liked it. I, I felt very like empowered after punching a bag. I don't know why. Yes. That's anytime yeah, you're that's here. Come that, on. <clears throat> that's so weird for me because. Like I've lifted alone for like as long as I can remember. And I have never understood people that are like, oh, I love just lifting with 12 other people. And it's like all (laughs) of us together. I'm like, get the hell out of my way. Why would I want that? No, Um, that you need to, that is where you need to work on like growing as a person. (laughs) Well, to be, to be fair, like. I, I remember when like Casey and I first started dating, she was like, "We should exercise together," and I was like, "No, like why, do I, why would I? Why would I ruin my my peace with this?" Uh, like, I don't like you. And that then, much. Uh, and like you know, we've gotten to a point now where it's like uh, for the like ninety percent of the time, it's like great. Like both of us like enjoy the space together, but there are some days where she's like. Why, why do you, why are you not talking to me? Like, what is going on? And I'm like, you got to understand this is my normal. Like you could be sitting right next to me and I'll just zone you out. Like, this is just what I do. So Uh, so refreshing. You're such a man. You know, it's like, it's not even that. It's just like the only time where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is just for me. This is good. Um, so there's still some tension, but like she gets it now more than she did before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, so I have so many judgments against like the orange theories and like the, mm-hmm. um, the hot box stuff like that. But hot it's box. just because Why like, I you tr- loop that in with orange theory. Hot no, no, no. I, I, I know that they're, that they're different. I, I meant just like working out in like a group aspect. <laughs> You're not a group fitness um, guy. No, de- definitely not. Uh, and like I taught those classes too, and it was fun, but I would like never take them. Uh, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's just that like it I never understood it, but I still think it's it's great that like people do feel empowered and if like 
if you can go three times a week, because if you don't, Martha's going to be like, I didn't see you last week. Then <laughs> yeah, that's like, that means you have to go. Otherwise you're going to let down Martha and the gang. So um, I'm all, I'm all for it just because now as someone who just is trying to get more people to exercise all the time, like do that. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, for yeah, me like too, like I'm a big community driven person. So to feel a part of like a community and really get to like know and invest in other people. And um, like I said, like, you know, we may be doing the same lift that day, but each of us are going to be pushing the weight differently. We're going to be listening to like what works best for us. And um, you know, a few months ago when I first got like, I injured my knee really bad and it was really it relieves so much stress for me to be able to go back into Hotbox knowing that there was legit trainers there who cared and like could actually like walk me through some of my pain and like what was happening and like got me back to like lifting way faster than I would have if I had just like listened to my primary care doctor who like didn't know shit about lifting. And sure. oh, um, <laughs> we're going to get into that at, at, a, different, yeah, at a different so podcast I'm, for sure. Yeah. So like, I think that there was just, there's multiple um, positives for me when it comes to like having that community space when it, in the gym. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I think this was a good intro mm-hmm. podcast. We're nearing about an hour here. Um, is there anything else we want to cover before we, sign off for the first time of hopefully many times. I know. Well, I definitely think um, we should tell people where they can find us because I would love to hear mm-hmm. questions or topics that other people would find interesting. I feel like I'm kind yes. of a nerd. So things I find interesting, other people might not. So I want to make sure we definitely get yeah. some awesome <laughs> guests on here to, to answer questions and share. So for me, the best place to find me is on Instagram at brookwest underscore RDN. And we actually do have an Instagram for the podcast we're building as well. So if you want to follow yes. us and the podcast journey, it's at Health Unfiltered Podcast. Yeah, I had to double check. I was like, is it pod? Is it podcast? <laughs> um yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and Brooke is now posting like a ton about uh, sports nutrition and just nutrition. And I can't say that word nutrition in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so for sure, follow her and then follow uh, Health Unfiltered podcast. Uh, for me, uh, same thing. Instagram is just way easier. Um, either at ROI Health um, or at Rahelio Ralzola. I think it's just my name. I don't know. I've changed it too many we times. We can definitely link here. these up oh. in the show notes too to make it super easy. For sure. Oh, Rahelio.Ralzola. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then I'm on Instagram as well as Nicoco underscore RDN. Nicoco. Nicoco. <laughs> yeah. I just re- remembered my Instagram handle used to be, will the real Zola please stand up? Oh, yeah. so <gasps> Bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Like, it, it was, it's just, it's so much easier to find like my name than someone being like, what is it? And I'm Boring. like, whatever, dude, just here's my name. I know, I know. I do it for the marketability. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's been fun. I'm I'm cool. really excited. Yes. I love you all to pieces. And thank you for 
joining me this evening and cheers. Yeah. Cheers. cheers. Love you all. I'm done with mine actually. Sorry. <laughs> no more cheers. <laughs>